and welcome to the Raw Podcast brought to you by the Sunderland Echo. I'm your host, James Copley, and I'm delighted to be joined by now ex-Sunderland ladies defender, Charlotte Potts. How are you doing, Charlotte? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Very well, thanks. Thanks for joining us. No problem. So you've just signed an 18-month deal with Hibernian Women, linking up with Dean Gibson, north of the border. What made you make that move? Um, I had a feeling that the league was going to come to an end, to be honest, quite early on. And you know what my levels of preparation are like. So I was already thinking about like career progression. I was excited for career progression with Sunderland. That didn't happen. Um, so I just started to think about different options and... Uh, initially, I was obviously hoping for Super League, but although there's obviously lots of speculation on that matter as well, I believe I could play in that league, but um, realistically, the setbacks that I've had, there's probably still some areas that I've got to develop, um, and then the Super League's progressed that much that since I last played in it, that there's prob- I probably needed to find an alternative to uh, to get into that, but still keep them goals really close to me. Um, and I've built a good relationship with uh, manager Ad Hibbs as well, and he understands this also, and he's really supportive of that. Uh, the club as a whole up there, very appealing. Instantly had a relationship with the manager. Um, and once you've got that relationship as well, it installs a bit of trust in you. Um, it allows you to have that confidence, confidence where you're going to give them your all, basically. Uh, They've got a good group of players. They've got a mix of youth, talented youth as well, and good experience. And I feel like I'm going to fall smack bang in the middle of that. Um, I'm excited to learn from that experience that they've got as well. Sort of felt like I was missing that at Sunderland. And is there any particular player that you enjoy, uh, that you're looking forward to playing with up there? Or or would you like to talk about kind of the success Hibs have had as a club and, and how that's quite alluring? Yeah, um, Joelle Murray, she's like an experienced centre-back. And, um, she, I've watched the highlights and she's just such a strong player, um, physically and mentally. She's a true leader. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited to play alongside her. And you mentioned the position uh, centre-back there, so uh, <laughs> might there be a, a position change on the card for Potsy? There actually is, yeah. They're wanting me to take a role and in hold and mid. And I mean, I was a little bit unsure of that at first, but you know what? It's been my position growing up. I'm obviously a little bit comfortable there. I'm going to have to make some slight adaptions, but I'm quite excited about it because like like I said once that you get that confidence from the manager um you can play with a little bit of freedom and I mean Canada had done me wonders in the sense of it brought my personality and confidence back but when I came back to Sunderland I think at centre back and especially the league that like playing in that league I didn't feel like I had enough freedom um so yeah I'm excited for for going back and centre mid. And that's freedom in terms of having the confidence to maybe take on a few shots or free kicks or just play a bit more without yourself in, in terms of getting on the ball? Yeah, like just play a little bit freely. I mean, I know Frank Lampard done an interview recently and there was a speculation on the Chelsea team not having enough experience and he argued his point uh, quite excellently, actually, uh, in the sense of once you've got them... The, the youth that play with such freedom, it brings excitement to the game and it does get results and he's proven that. So 
Um, I'm quite excited of the sense that I've got that experience now, but hopefully I've got the freedom to be just be a bit more relaxed and do what I've got to do. And yeah, I love to take a few more shots. I used to shoot from distance when I was younger and never really got the chance to do that at centre-back. You talk about youth, but you're very experienced in the women's game, but you are still very young as well. Yeah, and I think I'm going to get that youth back once I move up to Scotland and I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel like I'm not so old because <laughs> I, I did feel like I was feeling a bit old at Sunderland. And on Sunderland as well, obviously everybody knows the situation surrounding the club last season. Um, 11 points clear of Derby with a game in hand, Cup final to come before COVID-19 ultimately ended the season. How hard was it to leave that group of players that you'd bonded with? I think it's the hardest part. Um, as many know, I've had ups and downs with Sunderland and it destroyed me to leave that group of players, to be honest. Uh, seeing the young ones develop the way that they developed in just sh such a short spell. And obviously I've shared the responsibilities with the experienced players like Kira and Grace. And uh, our relationships were so strong and yeah, I'm going to miss seeing the young players develop and who knows, we may, might cross paths again in the future. You never know what happens in football, do you? Well, if you, if you do rejoin Sunderland, that would be the fifth time, wouldn't it? So it would be getting, be getting a bit ridiculous by then. I think I'm out of the northeast bubble now. In all honesty. You talk about the young players and obviously working alongside Mel and, and having an influence on those players and even giving them a bit of coaching as well. Is, is there anybody coming through that could possibly emulate Neve Heron and Jessica Brown's success at Sunderland? You know what? Like We all develop in different times and I think seeing some of the players when I worked with Mel at the college last season and them coming into Sunderland, I think there's definitely a couple and a couple going to come through that people don't really know much much about now, but they're going to know about them soon. They're very, very talented. Any names? Um, Eve Blakely, Grace Boys, um, Libby Corney. I think I'm looking forward to seeing how they do. And I'm actually looking forward to seeing how Neve and Jess maybe get a little bit more responsibility now as well. But I hope they don't um I don't hope they don't feel pressured by it. I just hope they, they enjoy playing with freedom as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Just back on the FA's decision, do you feel possibly slightly cheated, slightly robbed, such a marvellous season, undefeated in the league and, and really, well, the, the only defeat came to Birmingham in the um, the FA Cup there in the top tier, you only lost by a goal, uh, I think it was the 85th minute that goal went in as well, so you held out a top team for so long, do you feel a bit robbed by the FA? Um, cheated, robbed, I don't know if that's the right word, um, maybe overlooked, Um they could have just been a little bit ignorant about the position we were in and I don't think they realised how much damage their decisions actually caused but because like, like I said we were so close to becoming back on a professional uh, back, coming back professionally and who knows what who knows what the cause of their decision was and like you say sometimes you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. How do you deal with a decision like that mentally when it comes to it? Um, when you've dealt with a lot of adversity, I think uh, <laughs> I think it becomes quite easy to deal with that. 
Yeah, you're not the only one to leave uh, Sunderland ladies this season. Molly Lambert and Bridget Galloway have gone to Durham to move into the Women's Championship. Katie Barker, Rachel Woolston and Georgia Gibson have got a new castle. Um, what would you say to Sunderland ladies fans that are a bit worried about this, a bit concerned perhaps? Um, yeah, of course they're going to be concerned. I mean, uh, football's always about opinions and judgment as well. And I think that's another factor of how much difference there is in women and men's football. We have much stronger relationship with fans, um, and that's probably why players become so affected by opinions, and especially the younger ones. And like I said, relate this to any other job. Not that it's a job for us, because uh, well, it's something we weren't on contract. Um, but why would anyone leave a job to go to a new one? Like sometimes you've got the career progressions. Sometimes people need to step down because of they don't have that confidence or happiness anymore. Um, like I say, you've just got to let people get on with it and live their own life and wish them the best. And I, ho- I hope that those who took the pro- career progressions, I wish them all the luck. And knowing the players that have went to Newcastle, I've been there before. I've done it myself. I hope they find that happiness again. I hope they find the confidence again. And yeah. Because Barker, Gibson and Wollstone have kind of done a similar move to you when you moved to Newcastle from Sunderland simply to get some confidence and, and play some football, which is important when you're not getting paid. Definitely. And I think all three of them, I think, even even still have their own reasons, all different from each other. And, I mean, I had my reasons back in the day and the what I, the reason I went for actually worked. And... I know I secured promotion for Newcastle. I ended up getting manager as player. I got a little bit of confidence back. And, yeah, I hope they achieve exactly the same. Um, just back to back to Sunderland as a club. Obviously, staff were furloughed at Sunderland during the, uh, during the pandemic. But do you think the club possibly could have done a little bit more to support you and your teammates? Obviously, Twitter kind of went silent because staff were all off and they didn't seem from the outside looking in, to be much inclusivity or involvement, really? I think COVID, as a business point of view, it hit businesses hard. And I mean, I can say that for myself, because even at, with my little coaching business, I've become a little bit less motivated. So I can only imagine the uh, barriers that they've had to overcome. Um, maybe it's the staff that they had feel a little bit unsupported. Um, but again, like they're all questions because nobody knows, and it would be nice to see the bigger picture and for being a bit more honest about it all. But yeah, I'll openly admit, me and I think the girls who still remain at Sunderland as well felt a little bit demotivated by it all because there was so much uncertainty. And you know what, Mel like created such a strong bond with us all that if it sort of felt disjointed um, because of all of the situation and like you say about not knowing what went on. And I did actually want to have a voice. I got asked to do a podcast a few weeks ago. Um, I think it was before the FA's decision, actually. And I wanted to stand up for us all. Uh, and deep down, I really think Mel wanted, wanted me to do the podcast as well. But like I said, I don't think she had a say uh, because those who uh, were higher up in Sunderland they wanted to stay a little bit quiet because like I said the FA relationships as much as football's a game it's all about it's a business as well and business is about relationships and you've got to be really careful 
with how you deal with them relationships. What do you think you would have said on, on this podcast at the time? I think I would have just uh, covered our, our success over the season in all honesty and how how hard, like reiterate how hard we've been working for this promotion and how we deserve it. But like I said, things happen. <laughs> They do, they do. Things happen in football. Uh, one thing that happens is a central defender scoring a hat-trick. Do you want to take me through that? Because I'll, I'll absolutely love your mentality on this and, and what actually annoyed you in this game and what actually made you a bit, yeah, a bit angry. <laughs> what makes me angry? Not many things make me angry now. <laughs> um, why do you want to discuss my hat-trick again? <laughs> I just think it's a good idea. I forgot the question. <laughs> I think I was thinking about the hat-trick too much. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah take, take me through the hat-trick and, and why that wasn't actually your main priority in the game and why you weren't actually that bothered about the hat-trick do you know what I was looking at the um, the statistics in that game the other day actually and how many corners we actually had I think it was 16 corners who so was it against remind me Sheffield scoring Sheffield. three corners when we had 16 I actually think I'm disappointed in that <laughs> <laughs> No, um, yeah, like as a defender, my mentality is just to not concede. And um, as much as I'm happy about scoring, uh, I just hate conceding. And I think we actually conceded one goal in between my hat wreck, which was from their corner. <laughs> um, so yeah, but eventually I become really happy about the hat wreck once I had reflected on how much of a good achievement it was. <laughs> Have you managed to watch the goals yet? I have not. I, did, I, don't know where, I don't know where the highlights are. I'll have to have a look. You obviously scored uh, an important goal in a cup semi-final against Southampton as well, so you can add like match winner to the, uh, to the list as well of accolades. <laughs> You'll make my head swell. <laughs> I won't be able to get past the borders. <laughs> but I, I suppose on that note, it's, like, it's such a bittersweet season because it was, it was so good for such a long time and there was loads of great moments. But then for it to end that way, it's just, it's a bit disheartening, isn't it? Especially, I mean, it's been covered before, but there is a little bit of a precedent with the FA and Sunderland fans feeling a bit downtrodden by them. It just all kind of feeds into that narrative, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, we have took a huge hit, but I think it's only going to make the, the young players that Sunderland have got as well a little bit more hungry, a little bit more resilient, and they've got players alongside them to be able to help with that, so... I have no doubt that we'll get promotion this season. Good stuff. Uh, finally, how have you been during the pandemic? I'm sure fans would, would quite like to know. How has it affected you? You've been uh, falling off um, verandas and stuff like that, going viral and all of that sort of thing. I'm so accident-prone, man. Like, <laughs> I just, at first, I was a little bit bored with the sense where when I was training, I was just constantly trying all the new challenges. And, uh, yeah, Many people know I had a bike accident as well, as well as falling off the air decking. And wow, that bike accident really hit me, like not just physically, because I didn't know what injury I had, not being able to see a physio, uh, but mentally and emotionally, like as well as trying to search for my next career progression. Um, and I think I've become a little bit deep and... I get told all the time, man, Potsy, why are you so deep? <laughs> but uh, I think when where motivation comes from, p people don't realise that a lot of people use use their pain as motivation. So I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, 
but it's been hard enough being on the pitch to deal with all of that because like like I said, the pitch for many players is your happy place. You release all of that that pain, that motivation and you just become happy. So I have been a bit down in the dumps, but things are coming back to normality now. I can definitely uh, back up the potty being deep thing. I don't think I've ever worked with an interviewee who's thought so deeply about her questions before an interview. <laughs> well, preparation and everything. And... Indeed, and I think on behalf of um, all Sunderland ladies fans, I wish you the best of luck. It's been an absolute privilege watching you as a Sunderland fan. It's been great working with you from a professional standpoint, and it's been good getting to know you from a personal standpoint as well. I appreciate that and thank you. And thank I'd like to thank all the Sunderland fans as well for letting me show them the real best. Good luck at Hibs. Thanks, thank you.